1: You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. Gee whizzy Wednesdays, baby. Winners, winners, winners. It's all we do on Wednesdays. Greg Waddell at the field of 68. Greg, a three and two week last week. Very well done uh, with uh, Purdue. Uh, they run it away against Penn State. Florida, Tennessee. That went way under. Tennessee is an under team right now. Paid attention to that Saturday game against Auburn. Uh North Carolina Pitt. Pitt wins outright as an eight and a half point dog. Did not get there with Georgia Tech or Oklahoma. Oklahoma's worst loss since Oklahoma State to Oklahoma State since they went to the final four. Three and two, though, another profitable week. 12, five and one on the season, sir.
0: Yeah, man, we will not complain about winning days, although I think the way those games played out last week, I think we started 3-0, and and all of a sudden my eyes are getting real big. I'm like, this could be a special <laughs> night, Jimmy. Didn't work out that way. Uh, we trimmed the card down just to 3 tonight. It's kind of a quiet slate for a Wednesday. That bums me out as a College Hoops fan, but uh, as a College Hoops better, I'm still feeling pretty good about this slate.
1: All right, a couple of games, a good 6.30 tip uh, Eastern time. The first one on the Big Ten Network and Michigan, who uh, won comfortably uh, against uh, a, a higher NET team uh, than them. Ohio State covered kind of crazy uh, total at the end, if you uh, had that. Uh, but uh, Michigan against Nebraska. Nebraska also had an impressive home win on Sunday. They, um, they were on fire. Uh, From three-point range as they won comfortably on Sunday, but Michigan's at home again. They got to kind of put together a run. Um, I'm not sure where you have them in your bracketology right now, Greg, but I think they got a little work to do. Cannot afford a loss here. Double-digit of uh, favorites tonight: eleven and a half, one thirty-seven and a half over Nebraska.
0: Yeah, they got a lot of work to do to put it. Quite plain and simple here. They uh, they're not even in the next four out anything like that. They're just barely on the radar, and they're only on the radar because of their two and O week last week. That win at Northwestern is going to stand up pretty well. They got a little schedule break there. Northwestern playing their third game in six days. COVID rescheduling. We'll take it as Michigan basketball fan. We're, we're not. We're taking any advantage you'll give us, right? Uh, and then they look pretty good against Ohio State too. I mean, this is a team you got to remember. As much as it pains me to say this out loud, this has been the story of the Juwan Howard era has been nobody questions how talented his teams are. And then all of a sudden they're on the bubble or they're off the bubble in the beginning of February and they've got a lot of work to do. I would point people to last season and how it played out down the stretch where, I mean, we saw Hunter Dickinson essentially turn into a different player the final month and a half of the season when they were finally at a point where there was no margin for error he flipped a switch and was arguably the best big in college basketball in the stretch run of last season. And I think we kind of started seeing that last week from him. It was a much more engaged Hunter Dickinson. It was a much more focused, much more like body language, leadership stuff that just hasn't been there when this team has struggled. So now they get a Nebraska team again. It's a bit of a schedule gift. Nebraska's not a good basketball team, but they are feisty enough that when they play their A game, they can beat anybody in the Big Ten. They had a great win against Creighton in the non-conference at Creighton as well. The thing with Nebraska is they're not consistent enough to do it twice in a row. And They're coming off the victory over the weekend. Uh, There's been four times this year Nebraska has come off of a victory And then had to play a big Ten opponent. They lost all four of those games by an average of 18 points per game. I don't think Nebraska's really going to put up much of a fight here. Michigan's a focused team right now that's going to have an advantage at pretty much every single spot. And you saw this against Ohio State a little bit. Very early in the game, they sent double teams at Hunter Dickinson, but... You know, there's there's a difference with basketball when good teams try to send good double teams at you versus just chaotic nonsense double teams. That's what Ohio State did. Hunter Dickinson tore them apart. They couldn't send doubles the rest of the game. Nebraska does that too. They send a lot of junky double teams that really don't affect much if your big's a pretty good passer. I think Hunter's going to be able to pick them apart early. Michigan gets a big lead and never looks back tonight.
1: You, you know, Greg, I, I understand the NBA is not as much a big man's game as it used to be, but when I first started watching Michigan this year, I was like, Dickinson came back? I mean, mm-hmm. this is sort of a for a, a, a team that's supposed to have a talented roster to begin with, to have a you know a, a, you know a, guy with that much experience returning is a luxury, and uh, it just been a little bit uh, disappointing. How did you think he fared in that matchup against uh, Edie? Where uh, Purdue won by five, they kind of banked the one at the end. Kind of, it wasn't as close as the game the final score indicated.
0: Yeah, it really wasn't. But I, I thought Hunter played admirably in that game. I mean, the thing with Hunter is he he really is one of the best players in college basketball. No one's talking to him about that or talking about him like that mm-hmm. this yeah. year. Rightfully so. Your team's got to be better in order for anyone to pay you the time of day. But uh, And when it comes down to it, for one game, you match him up with the best player in the country, Hunter is going to hold his own a little bit. He attempted a lot of threes in that game because that's what you have to do against Zach Eady. but he's capable of making those shots and he's capable of beating you in different ways. So look, I like I said, I'm a Michigan basketball fan. I've had my frustrations with Hunter, who he is as a person, who he is as a player his entire career here. The bottom line is when we know Hunter Dickinson's back is against the wall, He's really capable of turning it on and dominating. And uh, he did that last year, turned Michigan into a good team that nobody wanted to see down the stretch. I think we're starting to see that, and I think it continues tonight.
1: Yeah, and and as a freshman, you had the game plan against him. I mean, I remember that uh, the game late in the year where he – just took over at the end against Wisconsin, uh, at Wisconsin, and won that game on the road. Uh, I mean, in a tournament, they were having to double him or or not. I mean, it was a he was a he was a headache to deal with it immediately in his college career. Michigan minus the eleven and a half, and yes, I don't think that the shooting uh, of Nebraska is sustainable for how they shot uh, in that win on Sunday. Another game at six thirty Eastern tip. Uh, we got three of you from three uh, from Greg today. You see what he's doing there? He won his first three, so he's stopping at three today. Fox Sports 1 is this one. FS1, if you will. Creighton. Creighton, starting to surge. They go to New Jersey to take on Seton Hall. 4-36, and 36, 136, the Blue Jays' road favorites.
0: Yeah, I was telling you before the show, uh, I had some success last night. I, I took all the home teams last night. And if there's a trope that I fall for in college basketball the most— it's road favorites. Like I'll just talk myself into a spot like this, where there's a team who's better than their opponent. And I'm not worried about where the venue is, et cetera. This might bite me tonight, but Creighton's playing too well for me to worry about that right now. Since January 1st, Bart Torvig has them as the fourth best team in the country. That's a pretty long stretch of basketball. Now we're going on five weeks of that caliber of play for comparison. That's better than Purdue in that stretch. So I like this team. The talent's never been a question, and if you look back on it now, it's kind of a little too easy to overanalyze or oversimplify their issues, but you know, they had the health concerns when they were bad at the beginning of the season. They were missing their big man, who really is the guy that makes them go, and ever since they've had him back, they've been a lot closer to that preseason top 10 team in the country then they have been the fringe top 25 team that they've ended up in the polls for most of this season. They've won six straight heading into this game. They beat Seton Hall by 22 points earlier this year. And sometimes when there's a comfortable win like that, if it's two teams of the similar caliber, I can look at that and be like, oh, the other team's going to be motivated. If it's a situation where one team's just a lot more talented at every single position, I think that can demoralize a group a little bit. Like I think Seton Hall's coming into this game kind of like what do we do against these guys? Like, we, we already played them. We didn't really have any answers for them. And this is still the same team. Uh, Seton Hall, look, they're on the bubble. They need a big win. They're going to be desperate for this one. But they haven't held up well against elite talent this year. They're 1-7 in seven against top 40 teams. They just can't score. I mean, they've got a pretty good defense. Shaheen Holloway gets these guys to play hard. But 134th ranked offense in the country in all of those games against top 40 teams. They scored 70 points or less. Every single one except one of those was in the 60s. Uh, I don't think that works. Creighton's defense is too good. I think Seton Hall is going to be right around 60 points in this game, and that's not going to be enough to compete with how good Creighton's playing right now.
1: Creighton six in a row. Uh, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, and it's, it's certainly a team that is healthy again. My contacts in Omaha told me, said, man, we're loaded uh, this year. This is the best team uh, they feel they've ever had. And they had, went through a little, little uh, injury uh, spell. Uh, midseason but they are in form laying four uh, on the road at Seton Hall. Greg's last pick tonight we'll go back to the Big Ten it's the second game of that Big Ten doubleheader the first one's Michigan-Nebraska we gave you a pick on that one and the Wolverines now Penn State uh, at home favored by four right now it was four and a half um, overnight at Bet Rivers it's now down to four 8 30 tip on the Big Ten Network in Happy Valley.
0: Yeah, I pray this line keeps moving in that direction because I'm fading it. I'm fading the movement. I'm taking Penn State here. Uh, And is there anything more beautiful, Jimmy, than a back-to-back Big Ten basketball doubleheader on a Wednesday? I don't think so. I mean, that's what we live for. Two winners. Two (laughs) and
1: OATS.
0: Us sicko's out here, Jimmy. This is what we live for. Penn State is a team, man. I swear, I I keep pushing this narrative. I don't know if it's going to happen, but if they make the NCAA tournament, There's not a team in the country who's going to be happy to see them in their draw because they've got arguably the best guard in the entire sport right now in Jalen Pickett. He's a triple-double threat every single game, and they surround him with just 40% three-point shooters everywhere. Now, they don't guard too much, and they don't have much of an inside presence at all. But when they're hot, they're hot, and there's not anything a team can do about it. And they've blown out a lot of Big Ten teams this season, especially at home, where their shooters just can't miss. They've won their last seven games at home. That average margin of victory in that span has been 16 points per game. I mean, that's crazy. Their splits on the road are totally different. Their shooters miss a lot more shots when they're away from home. Tonight, this is a home game. And it's a desperate spot for a team that's lost a couple straight, but they are still in the NCAA tournament picture. They just need to win a game like this. Uh, And then you flip this, man. I I am confused about why it's moving a little bit back towards Wisconsin, because Wisconsin has been really bad over the last month. I mean, they've lost seven of their last nine. Uh, They're two wins in that span were games that came down to the final possession. They won by a combined eight points in those two games. Uh, Wisconsin, man, they were pretty good last year. Metrics didn't even love them last year, but Johnny Davis was so much of what they did. It was just get him the ball, get out of the way. And This year, they don't really have a guy that can do that. They've got some young prospects. Chucky Hepburn's a fun player, but... For the most part, this team really struggles to score. It's a lot of late shot clock, off the dribble, contested shots, and that's not really sustainable. And when I compare that to what Penn State does, I mean, Penn State takes 30 open threes a game. That's how good their offense is. Uh, I think the shot quality is going to favor Penn State in a big way at home here. And like I said, man, if this number stays around four, I'd bet it up to like five, six. I can't believe it's moving the other direction. I'll rock with the Nittany Lions.
1: In all uh, due respect to our friends in uh, Madison, this is the baddest team I can remember of Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is – they've been so good, so consistent for so long – Um, And we know about the deep runs in the national championship appearance against Duke um, and having upset that undefeated Kentucky team along the way. Um, Maybe the calls didn't go their way down the stretch as well. But still, I mean, this is just not the same type of team. What, seven of their last nine, they have lost four of their last five. And uh, yeah, Penn State, we talked about Nebraska earlier, they have 53% from the field in that game on Sunday, and it went against Penn State. So Penn State, to bounce back, they have been a different team. Uh, all teams are better at home, especially in college basketball, but some uh, more uh, – a big a bigger gap than others. So Penn State minus the four, uh, Creighton minus the four, and Michigan mi- – <laughs> A little chalk and chalk omelet this morning, crack? Huh? A little bit, a little <laughs> bit, who, who am I to say? Can I throw one in there? Huh? Can I throw one in? You Please, tell me. What talk you, to I me. Talk in. to me. Speaking of brands that are perform having a much worse year than usual, the Villanova Wildcats. They're ten mm-hmm. and thirteen. Uh, boy, Jay Wright. Uh, they miss them already. They've lost three straight. But Justin Moore has been back for those three games. That Sunday loss by five against Providence. Uh, lose by nine at Marquette. And they were getting six and a half, seven in that game last Wednesday. And that was a tough, tough beat if you had uh, Villanova. I had Marquette. I felt a little bit fortunate. And then at Creighton, you lose by five in Omaha is no, you don't have to apologize for that. Justin Moore. Is five points, nine points, and 13. He's kind of getting back in form. His minutes, 31, 33, 34. They're laying nine against DePaul. I think Villanova is a team with him getting back into form a little bit, but nothing to show for it record-wise uh, straight up. I think it's a value spot right there. Chalk yeah, also, think- so extra chalk.
0: <laughs> I, I think you could be right. Rob Doster over at the Field of 68 is going to love you, by the way. He's been pushing this narrative all week that Villanova is going to win the Big East tournament and qualify okay. for the NCAA tournament as a team with a losing record this season. We'll see. I think that's a pretty outlandish statement, to be honest with you, but you're dead on. They've played a ton better now that Justin Moore's back. So I like the spot. It's a good pick.
1: Was it two years ago that Georgetown did it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. So so I mean, well, uh, they they are playing uh, better basketball. All three of those teams are going into the into the tournament. Those three tournament teams. They're all competitive against. And so I think that uh, Moore came off the bench in that first game against Providence and it was very tight as well. And at Marquette and at Creighton. Uh, no crime there, so I'm going to throw in Villanova. I mean, the damn, the name of the damn show is Sports Better's Paradise. It's not Motown Magic or something, okay, Greg? <laughs> all right, I can, get, I can contribute to this damn show. Greg's sure. picks again. Penn State minus four, Creighton minus four, Michigan minus 11.5. I got Villanova minus nine. Greg is three and two. He continues to profit every week, 12-5-1 here on G-Wizzy Wednesdays. And follow the group uh, at the Field of 68. For Greg Waddell, I'm Jimmy Ott on the Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.